Hello and welcome to WWE Zone Radio on American Variety Network exclusively here live on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, longtime WWE and wrestling fan, Cuckoo Crazy Italian American, aka CIA Alex Cardinelli. And tonight, I'll be doing a complete recap and review of WWE Night of Champions. And ladies and gentlemen, I must tell you that I really enjoyed Night of Champions. I really thought that it was a phenomenal pay-per-view, and I'm really excited to offer my complete review and recap of WWE Night of Champions tonight. Now, I'm going to give you my thoughts on the pay-per-view. I'm going to give you my ratings of the pay-per-view and much more. Ladies and gentlemen, I personally think that Night of Champions was WWE's best pay-per-view of the year in terms of the smaller pay-per-views like Money in the Bank like Fastlane, Battleground, etc. I personally think that Night of Champions so far is the best small pay-per-view of 2015, in my personal opinion, because Night of Champions, for the first time ever, had the icon, the legend, the vigilante Sting main event a championship match. Who, in the right mind, as a wrestling fan, would vision Sting wrestling for the WWE Championship in the main event of a WWE title match. That in itself was good enough for me to tune into WWE Night of Champions. And I think the Sting and Seth Rollins match personally delivered. And Night of Champions also saw the return of two WWE legends in Kane and Chris Jericho, and it's all some great action. Join me tonight as I give you a complete recap of WWE Night of Champions. That's going to be in the first half of the show. Plus, in the second half of the show, I'm going to do a complete WWE Monday Night Raw recap from last night. And then I'm also going to pay tribute to the two great legends who passed away earlier this year, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, and Hall of Famer, Rowdy Rowdy Piper. And uh, both of these superstars are Hall of Famers who recently passed away this year. And then I'll talk about WWE getting in legal trouble with Hulk Hogan and Jimmy Superfly Snuka. And the last topic we'll talk about for tonight's show will be who I think should beat Seth Rollins for the WWE Championship. And I'll tell you how I think Seth Rollins should lose his WWE title. So we have an action-packed show coming your way tonight. WWE fans, I invite you to share your thoughts on WWE Night of Champions live by grabbing your smartphone or your house phone or even using Skype 
and calling in 1-347-989-8142. That's 1-347-989-8142. I'd love to hear from some of my wrestling fans out there. Share your thoughts on what you thought about Night of Champions. What was your favorite match? What was your least favorite match? What did you think of Sting versus Rollins? Or just chat Night of Champions. one Three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two. Now, if you can't call in live, or if you're listening to the archive file of today's episode, please tweet your thoughts about Night of Champions to at American Network One. That's at American Network One on Twitter, capital A in America and lowercase N in Network. All right. So hopefully we'll hear from some of you WWE fans. All right, wrestling fans, coming up right after our introduction plugs, I will recap and review WWE NIDA Champions. The fun wrestling chat begins live next, right here on American Variety Network. You are tuned in live to the American Variety Network here 
live on Blog Talk Radio. With a name like American Variety, you can expect a wide variety of topics. Now, let's get live here on the AV Network. to call in and interact with tonight's topic? Well, prove it by calling in live at one 347 to ask questions about tonight's topic or share your thoughts on tonight's topic. Just pick up your phone and dial one 347 and go into a quiet location. Again, that's one 347 Now let's get on with the show. started don't forget if you want to share your personal thoughts on night of champions please call in 1-347-989-8142 and i'll be happy to answer your call i have my eye on the studio so i'll be able to see your call if you call 1-347-989-8142 all right so let's go ahead and get started Last Tuesday on my WWE Night of Champions preview show, I gave you my predictions. And here are my predictions that I made on last week's show. I picked the following people to win at Night of Champions last Tuesday. I picked Stardust and the Ascension to defeat Neville and the Lucha Dragons. I picked Rusev to defeat uh, Dolph Ziggler. I picked Kevin Owens to defeat Ryback and become the new Intercontinental Champion. I picked Charlotte to defeat Nikki Bella and become the new Divas Champion. I picked the New Day to defeat the Dudley Boys to retain their Tag Team Championship. I picked the Wyatt Family to beat Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns in the six-man tag team match. I picked John Cena to defeat Seth Rollins and become the new United States champion. And I picked Sting 
to defeat Seth Rollins and become the new WWE World Heavyweight Champion. So, let's find out how I did last week. Because here is the WWE United Champions 2015 results. The first smash that took place at WWE United Champions was Stardust and the Ascension versus Neville and the Lucha Dragons on the pre-show. And Stardust and the Ascension defeated Neville and the Lucha Dragons. Kevin Owens defeated Ryback. And ladies and gentlemen, Kevin Owens is the brand new Intercontinental Champion. Charlotte defeated Nikki Bella. And now Charlotte is the brand new Divas Champion. Yes, 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 yes. I am finally glad to see an actual woman wrestler as the Divas champion. Dolph Ziggler defeated Rusev. I was very shocked at that, actually. But, yes, Dolph Ziggler did beat Rusev. Dudley Boys defeated the New Day by disqualification, as I originally planned and predicted. The Wyatt family defeated... Roman Reigns, Dean Ambrose, and their surprise tag team partner, which turned out to be Y2J, Chris Jericho. John Cena defeated Seth Rollins, and John Cena became the brand new United States Champion. And the main event, the match that I was most looking forward to at Night of Champions, Seth Rollins defeated Sting to retain his WWE World Heavyweight Championship. After the match was over, Sheamus attempted to cash in, but the masked Kane returned. Yes, that's right. Finally, the masked Kane camp comes out and attacks Seth Rollins. So no more of that stupid corporate Kane, I hope. So I got five of my eight predictions right. Yes, yes. Yes. Okay, so now I will get right into my review of Night Champions. Now, personally, I thought the pay-per-view itself was much better than I ever expected it to be. Now, it's a very small pay-per-view compared to SummerSlam, but I think it was much better than this year's SummerSlam, if you were to ask me my opinion. Now, it did push some younger talent, such as Ziggler, Reigns, Ambrose, and the Wyatt family. And it also gave us longtime wrestling fans some legends like Sting, Chris Jericho, and Kane. Now, if I had to rate this pay-per-view right now, I'd give it an A-. It was really good. Now, I, Alice Cardinelli, am not a hard wrestling fan to please. Just give me good quality wrestling matches, and I'll be a happy wrestling fan, and I feel that Night of Champions definitely delivered. I really enjoyed watching it. My brothers enjoyed watching it, and my dad, who's also a wrestling fan, also enjoyed watching Night of Champions. And it's one of those feelings. As a WWE fan, watching the pay-per-views, to me, is like watching the World Series or any of those big 
sporting events. I like the pay-per-views, and I was really excited about watching Night of Champions, and I had that excitement all throughout the night. We know that sometimes some of the pay-per-views that WWE puts out are mediocre, but not this one. Night of Champions was awesome, in my opinion. Now, I want to break down each and every match that I can. So we'll start with the pre-show match. Now, I actually did watch the pre-show match. Last Tuesday on the United Champions preview show, I announced that I usually do not watch the pre-shows, but since I am a new subscriber to the WWE Network, I said, you know what, why don't I check out the United Champions pre-show, and I actually liked it. I thought that the pre-show match between Stardust and The Ascension versus Neville and the Lucha Dragons was pretty good. Although, I'll admit, I'm not a huge fan of Neville. I'm not a big fan of Neville, but I enjoyed the high-flying spots in the match. And I thought that this was actually a very good pre-show match. Now, if you have not signed up for the WWE Network, I really recommend it. Because uh, before I had the WWE Network, I thought that the pre-show matches and the pre-show was a long extended break for you to get your snacks ready for the pay-per-view, for you to use the bathroom and do whatever you got to do before the pay-per-view starts. But after watching my very first pay-per-view pre-show and seeing good action between Stardust and the Ascension versus Neville and the Lucha Dragons, I think that WWE is giving us good action before the pay-per-view starts and it's definitely a great, great uh, little thing that the WWE has going. All right. So I really recommend anyone that loves wrestling and pay-per-views to subscribe to the WWE Network and check out the pay-per-view pre-shows. Because the pre-shows before the pay-per-views are some things that I really enjoy now. I'm really loving the WWE Network, and I am a true wrestling fan. Okay? So let's get into the opening match, the match that actually kick-started Monday night, or excuse me, actually kick-started Night of Champions. And that was Kevin Owens and Ryback for the Intercontinental Championship. Now, the opening match between Kevin Owens and Ryback for the Intercontinental title was a very good opening match. Now, I'll be honest with you, I'm not really a big fan of Ryback. And coming into this match, I knew he was going to lose the belt. And definitely, I think Kevin Owens deserves a push right now. And I think now was the right time to put a title on Kevin Owens. Now, this match was very good. And as I was watching it live, I kind of got the feeling that the WWE was going to give us a dirty finish for Kevin Owens. And I was right. But I am glad to see Kevin Owens holding a title in the WWE, and I'm glad it's the Intercontinental Championship. I think Kevin Owens could bring some prestige back to the IC title, and I don't think Ryback's reign as the Intercontinental title was all that bad, but it wasn't all that good either. 
So I think Kevin Owens will be a much better Intercontinental Championship, or excuse me, a much better Intercontinental Champion than Ryback was. I hope that WWE gives uh, Kevin Owens a long run with the IC title. Now, how long do I think Kevin Owens is going to hold the title for? Well, I'd like to see him hold it all the way through WrestleMania. And as a wrestling fan, I'd love to eventually see Kevin Owens versus Chris Jericho for the Intercontinental title at some point. Come on, WWE fans. What would you think about that? What would you think about Kevin Owens versus Chris Jericho for the Intercontinental Championship? Hit me up in the live chat room or tweet your thoughts about that match to American Network One or call in at one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two and share your wonderful thoughts. That's one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two. Now, to be honest with you guys, the only match I had no interest in was Dolph Ziggler versus Rusev. Now, as I said last week, Dolph Ziggler and Rusev are two very talented superstars, but this storyline they are in is just plain shit, to be honest with you. Now, this match had good action, but I did not understand the finish. But all in all, it did deliver a good match. Now, I want to talk to you about the Divas match. Whoever thought I'd talk about a Divas match? The last five years or so has been spent on picking sexy Divas instead of women wrestlers. I speak to you as a wrestling fan. And as a wrestling fan, I want to see women wrestlers. I don't care about beauty. I don't care about tits. Or I don't care about sexiness. I want to see women wrestlers fighting. And I definitely don't care about their stupid Total Divas garbage or their stupid love storylines. I want to see women fight women just like men fight men. I want to see action. Not love, not romance, or not entertainment. I want to see traditional women wrestling. All right. I mean, the Bella Twins, among other divas, have pretty much ruined women wrestling because they aren't really wrestlers. They're just models wrestling, and neither of the Bellas deserved a championship. And I know that's going to upset a lot of people, but let's face it, the truth is the Bella Twins aren't actually divas or wrestlers. They're just models in wrestling. It's the truth. Hey, I may be harsh or biased, but I am a true old school wrestling fan. Now, I like the true Hall of Fame wrestlers, women wrestlers, like Lita, Trish Stratish, and believe it or not, China. China was a good female superstar wrestler. Anyways, enough of that stuff. Let's get to the match between Nikki Bella and Charlotte. Now, this was a very good championship match. It was one Divas match I finally enjoyed. 
Now, Nikki Bella attacking Charlotte's knee made her look like an underdog. But then, out of nowhere, a huge spear and the figure eight gave Charlotte the victory and the Divas title. I was really excited about that. If you guys were here Sunday night, you would see me marking out. And it's really hard to see a 275-pound man mark out, but it was something special. And I was very excited to see Charlotte win the Divas Championship. Ladies and gentlemen, your winner and new Divas Champion, Charlotte. And I hope the WWE gives Charlotte a long, lengthy title reign, just like they gave to Nikki Bella. And I know a lot of you wrestling fans think that Charlotte just got the title because her father is legendary, two-time Hall of Famer, nature boy, Ric Flair. But me, personally, I don't think that's the case. I think Charlotte is her own individual, and I think she is a great wrestler, and she will be a great Divas champion, without a doubt. Without a doubt, I think she could end up being one of the best Divas of this decade. Okay? So, let's talk about the Dudley Boys and their tag team match at Night of Champions. And now, the Dudley Boys were involved in a tag team championship match, and the tag team championship match was a very good one. Now, will it be a memorable one? I don't think so. I don't think it's going to be one that a lot of the wrestling fans are always going to remember, but the Dudley Boys looked awesome in the ring. I did not see any ring rust on the Dudley Boys. Now, I think that the slap that Big E gave Bubba was a real one because it looked like Bubba was pissed after that slap. But it was a long, hard-fought match for both teams. But I foresaw the DQ finish last week, and I was correct. It was a good heel finish and a good heel attack, but the tables got turned on New Day, when Xavier Woods went through the table. I really enjoyed this match, and hopefully the Dudley Boys will win the Tag Team Championships before the conclusion of 2015. Now, I think one of the best matches of Night of Champions was the six-man tag team match between the Wyatt family and Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns. Now, the six-man tag team match between the Wyatts and Ambrose and Reigns was good. It was a good match, one of the good matches of the night, but it was not a great match. Now, Chris Jericho turned out to be the surprise tag team partner. Yes, it's Chris Jericho. Now, I was speculating last week that it was going to be The Rock or Samoa Joe or somebody epic, but it turned out to be Chris Jericho. But Chris Jericho is, without a doubt, a WWE legend. I respect Chris Jericho. He is one of my personal favorite wrestlers and superstars of all time. So, in a way... I'm kind of excited to see uh, Chris Jericho back on WWE television, 
But I never would have expected him to be Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns' tag team partner. But it was cool to see at Night of Champions, the Jericho and Wyatt uh, rivalry sparked one more time. And I think that's the last time we'll ever see Jericho and Wyatt in the same ring together because they've had so many matches in the past before. All right. But a good job by the WWE keeping this a surprise return for Chris Jericho and not giving us somebody stupid like Eric Rowan. I thought that that was good, good on the WWE part, and maybe they thought Chris Jericho would have pleased all the wrestling fans. It pleased me for a while, but I just hope that it would have been Samoa Joe or The Rock. Hopefully sometime soon Samoa Joe will appear on the WWE main roster. I thought that that is something that needs to happen right now. All right. Now, this match between the Wyatt family, Ambrose, Reigns, and Jericho had good spots and clearly was an interesting tag team match. Chris Jericho looked good in this match, but as I picked last week, the Wyatts won, and I see a big push for the Wyatt family. Maybe a much bigger push than they got in 2013, but who knows, okay? Now, I want to talk to you guys about John Cena and Seth Rollins for the United States Championship. Now, John Cena versus Seth Rollins was a decent match. I enjoyed it, and I never saw, I'd say, I enjoyed a Cena match. The last Cena match I enjoyed was WrestleMania 23 against the Hall of Famer, the legendary Shawn Michaels. Now, this was a prolonged match, and it had some cool spots. But Seth Rollins looked really good in this match against John Cena. Now, of course, the egomaniac John Cena would go on to win back the United States Championship. And ladies and gentlemen, your winner and and the brand new WWE United States Champion, John Cena. Very good match. Now after the match with John Cena, Seth Rollins would try to walk away so that he wouldn't have to defend his United States Champ. I mean, excuse me, so that he wouldn't have to defend his WWE Championship against the Icon Vigilante Sting. But John Cena would attitude adjust, or AA, uh, Seth Rollins so that he couldn't get away. All right? And that would eventually lead to Sting coming out. And that was the match that I was most looking forward to. And that was the main event. And Sting's first main event match in the WWE and his first WWE title match. So let's talk about this match. An epic match that I was looking forward to all week and all months of September. Now, Sting versus Seth Rollins was an awesome match. It was an excellent match and it exceeded my expectations. I think personally, Seth Rollins was the perfect opponent for Sting as he brought the best out of Sting. Now, Sting delivered several Stinger splashes, a Scorpion death drop, and some awesome offensive moves. 
by Rollins and Sting were done. Okay. Now, Sting falling through the table was a very dangerous move, considering Sting's age, but he got up very quickly, luckily. However, Sting got injured from Rollins' turnbuckle move and fell down, ducking the clothesline, and was down for a little while. Now, whoever booked that angle where Sting would take that turnbuckle bomb is a complete idiot. Sting is a 56-year-old man, and I think it was totally irresponsible to have that uh, bump happen in the first place because Sting suffered a serious neck injury, and this might have been Sting's final match. I hope, though, that this is not Sting's final match. If Sting has to have one more match, I want it to be somebody that is considered a legend in the WWE, not Seth Rollins. And no pun attended to Seth Rollins, but if I was Sting, I would not want my last match to be against Seth Rollins. I want it to be against somebody like The Undertaker, The Rock, or a rematch against Triple H, because it means that you are a really good superstar. And Sting is actually a legend. He's one of the best wrestlers in the business. Real wrestling fans would tell you that Sting is better than John Cena, and Sting is a true wrestling legend. All right. So after Sting ducked a clothesline, he fell down for a little while. And as a Sting fan, it was very concerning because I thought that his career might have ended right there, and I thought that the match would not continue. But Sting, being a very good wrestler and a respectful wrestler, quickly came back and locked in a few Scorpion death locks, and Rollins countered into a pin to win. All right. Overall, I really enjoyed this match between Sting and Seth Rollins. Uh, I thought it was great. Sting looked sharp in this match. He looked better than he looked at his match with Triple H at WrestleMania 31. And he looks like he has one or two matches left in him if the WWE clears him to compete after that injury he suffered at Night of Champions. Now, with that being said, do I think Sting will ever wrestle again? I sure hope so. Hopefully he will not have to retire. Now, last week I told you that I thought Sting was going to win the WWE Championship and Seth Rollins, I mean, and uh, Sheamus was going to cash in. Uh, unfortunately, that, that, that did not happen probably because of the injury, but I think the finish of the match was great, and I really uh, enjoyed that match. So anyways, the winner and still WWE Champion is Seth Rollins in an awesome main event. So we actually have a caller here live on WWE Zone Radio. Hi, you're now live on WWE Zone Radio, Night of Champions 2015 Complete Recap. Thank you so much for calling in. Hello? 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 Hey, how are you doing tonight? Am I on air? Yes, you are. Okay. I, I thought you were talking to somebody else. Uh, I got a question to ask. Okay. Uh, 
I didn't get to watch. I didn't get a chance to watch Night of Champions. But uh, what kind of injury did uh, uh, shoot? I can't think of his name now. Uh, the guy who won Money in the Bank. Uh, what kind of injury did he get? Because I know uh, when I watched the uh, Monday Night Raw when uh, before Night of Champions, he said that he was going to come out if Seth walked. Seth Rollins won that he was going to cash in his money in the bank. Yeah, he he actually did come out, but unfortunately for him, Matt Kane returned and he couldn't cash in his, his money in the bank contract, so he still has his uh, money in the bank contract. So luckily, Sheamus is not the champion yet. Do you think that Sheamus will cash it in very, very soon? Because, I mean, Seth Rollins needs to be, he needs not to be the champion anymore. I mean, he's cocky. Uh, he thinks nobody can beat him, and he thinks that uh, the authority has his back. I agree one hundred percent with you, and I think I think Sheamus will actually cash in really soon. I think at Survivor Series. Uh, Sheamus will cash in and become the new WWE champion, or maybe during his uh, movie release, he'll, he'll cash in. Now, did uh, Seth Rollins have his uh, second match, too, against yep, he, um, Cena? Yep. Actually, he faced Cena first, and then he faced Sting. Okay. Uh, did Who won that U.S. title match? John Cena actually defeated Seth Rollins and became the new United States champion. Sweet. All right. Now that shut him up. That should shut up Seth Rollins for a little bit. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I really don't like Seth Rollins. One. I don't either. <laughs> I mean, when he was when he was with uh, uh, Dean Ambrose and. Uh, the other guy. Oh, uh, Roman Reigns in the Shield. He, yeah, yeah. They, after he left, he became real cocky. And yeah. He basically Seth Rollins basically said that he was the one that ran the Shield. He was the backbone of the Shield. And you look at Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose. Dean Dean Ambrose. He's freaking psycho. And it works for him. And uh, Seth Rollins, he's a Samoan bulldozer. So I don't understand where Seth Rollins gets that he's he was the backbone of the Shield and that he's the face of WWE now. You know? Yeah, I agree 100% with you. I think that uh, all three of those members of the Shield are very talented, but I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of Seth Rollins, but I'm more of a fan of Dean Ambrose. Oh, yeah, I, I'd, love, I'd love to see a match with Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose because uh, if you remember the last match that they had, uh, they basically uh, – 
the authority basically came in and uh, Seth Rollins, or not Seth Rollins, but um, uh, crap. Uh, yeah, Seth Rollins, his goons uh, basically helped out and helped Seth defeat Roman and um, Dean Ambrose. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember that. I remember that very much. I was actually upset when that happened. I mean, when Seth Rollins went against, uh, or Dean Ambrose, or not Dean Ambrose, sorry, it's been a long day here. Uh, when Roman <laughs> Reigns went after uh, Seth Rollins for the championship, I was really disappointed with that. You know? Because yeah, I was, I was too. The Roman Reigns should have won. You know? I agree with you. But I appreciate you taking my call. And do you think, uh, I mean, do you do think that um, that um, shoot. Do you think Seth Rollins is really going to lose his title at uh, Survivor Series? I believe so. I think it's going to be some sort of a swerve. I think Triple H turns on Seth Rollins at Survivor Series and Sheamus catches in and becomes the brand new WWE champion then. Alright. Alright, I appreciate you taking my call. You're welcome, sir. Thank you very much for calling and have a great night. You too. Awesome. Okay, so that was a wonderful caller. Anyone else is welcome to call in and offer your thoughts on Night of Champions by dialing in at one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two. So before we had that great caller, we were talking about the main event between Seth Rollins and Sting, and Seth Rollins would eventually win the match and retain his WWE Championship, and unfortunately, Sting got injured in that match. But after the match, when Seth Rollins was showboating, Sheamus runs out and tries to cash in his money in the bank. He would eventually hit a bro kick on Seth Rollins, but to no avail because the masked Kane returns. Yes, the masked Kane returns and hits a choke slam on Seth Rollins and then finally hits a choke slam on Sheamus, ending his dream of winning the WWE Championship, at least at Night of Champions. And then Kane would essentially hit a tombstone on Seth Rollins, indicating he is going to be the next number one contender for the WWE Championship. And I actually thought it was a very good idea by the WWE have the Demon Kane, the Masked Kane, face Seth Rollins at Hell in a Cell, inside a cell, for the WWE title. Like I said, not a big fan of Seth Rollins, but he is really talented. Sting made him look really good in the ring, and I think he can look good against Kane inside a cell at next month's pay-per-view. All right? So those are all the matches at Night of Champions and all of my takes on all of those matches. Now I want to tell you my overall thoughts on Night of Champions. It had 
great matches. I really, really enjoyed some of the matches and most of the matches at Night of Champions. Again, my all-time personal favorite match from Night of Champions is the match, the main event between Sting and Seth Rollins for the WWE Championship. And Seth Rollins looks strong after his match with Sting. I think that Sting did his job. He was in there to make Seth Rollins look stronger, and he did. And congratulations to the professional that Sting is. Sting worked through an injury and finished the match. So all my respect goes out to Sting. Longtime fan of him. And if he were to retire today, I'd be okay with it. But I'd love to, as a fan, I'd love to see one more match. Uh, I have a lot of respect for Sting. So, Sting, I hope you feel better. And I hope you rest up and get ready to have one more match, especially with WrestleMania season right around the corner, believe it or not. So, I liked that match. I thought that was the best match of the night. Yes, I think the best match at Night of Champions 2015 was Sting versus Seth Rollins. Now, the funny thing about Night of Champions was that a fan actually jumped the crowd and entered the ring. And he was actually trying to be a part of the Shield with Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns. That is very odd. I don't know why fans try to get involved with the WWE pay-per-views and WWE Raw and WWE SmackDown. As this fan learned, he got arrested and he's now in prison. He's now in jail. For 10 days. So I really do not recommend any of my listeners out there, if you ever attend a WWE event, do not get personal. Do not get close to the wrestlers because you'll land in jail for 10 days. The WWE is handing out strong punishments for that. So I think after Night of Champions, Seth Rollins and Kane, the feud is now started for Hell in the Cell. I'm glad to see Chris Jericho back on television. When will Jericho be back? I think he's back uh, for WrestleMania. I think we'll see him uh, at the Royal Rumble time. He'll maybe return at the Royal Rumble, and then he'll start a feud with Dean Ambrose for WrestleMania 32. Uh, But it was great to see him finally on WWE television. And if you own the WWE Network, you'll see him at Madison Square Garden. All right. So, my overall rating for WWE Night of Champions was 9 out of 10 stars. Great pay-per-view. I really recommend you go watch it. I think you'll like it. I liked it as a WWE fan, and I think real, true WWE fans would like it as well. So, please, go check it out. Give it a like. Give it a watch on uh, the WWE Network. Really, really good show, and I think WWE did a great job with this pay-per-view. Now, as I said, Sting got injured, and I hope that Sting recovers well, but Sting got injured on that turnbuckle bomb by Seth Rollins, and I wanted to point out that I think Seth Rollins should stop using that move on legends or people older than 45, just so that uh, nobody else gets injured from that move because Sting hurt his neck and his back on that move. And unless Sting has a bad back and a bad neck, he could possibly injure somebody else. Seth Rollins could injure somebody else with that move. Um, given that Sting is 56 years old, uh, it could be possible that he does have a bad back and a bad neck. But what's to say if Seth Rollins did this to 
uh, Kevin Owens or Dean Ambrose and he hurts them. Um, age is not a factor in that part, right? So I'm just saying that I think that he should maybe consider uh, doing a different spot with older talent like Sting, Kane, Undertaker, and Jericho, and all the vet- legends and veterans who are there to push the younger talent. All right, because that's what Sting, Undertaker, and Jericho are there for. They're there to push the younger talent, and they do a great job at it too. Uh, and if you, if you tell me that Undertaker is not there to push younger talent, I'll tell you to go watch WrestleMania 31 and see his defeat against uh, against Bray Wyatt. Yes, he beat Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania 31, but that whole feud was to elevate Bray Wyatt. So Undertaker did uh, make Bray Wyatt into a star. And uh, it's not his fault that he has to bring back the Wyatt family, though. But I think Sting will be back at some point, and hopefully he will uh, be at WrestleMania 32. Now, I want to share my thoughts on Chris Jericho and Kane's return. I told you guys that Y2J and Kane were going to return last Tuesday, didn't I? (laughs) Well, kind of. I speculated that Jericho and Kane could have been uh, Reigns and Ambrose tag team partner. But I never speculated or I never knew that Kane would return in the main event of Night of Champions before they went off the air. So... Chris Jericho is back on WWE television. I hope he is on TV often because he's great on the television. I hope he turns heel because Jericho has not been heel since 2012. And I think it's time for Chris Jericho to turn heel. And I think Chris Jericho, whenever he's on WWE television... He's going to have a feud with Dean Ambrose. I think uh, Jericho is is here to elevate Dean Ambrose. I think Vince McMahon, Triple H, Stephanie McMahon, they want uh, Dean Ambrose to be one of the next faces of the WWE. And I personally think they signed Chris Jericho to a television contract just to do that. So I think he'll have a feud with, with uh, Ambrose. And I think eventually he'll have a feud with Kevin Owens. And I think that'll be uh, pretty good. Now, as far as Kane goes, I'm glad to see him back in the mask. Kane looks awesome in the mask, and I think he makes a joke of his career anytime he goes to the corporate Kane crap. I hate that corporate Kane crap, but I'm glad he's finally back in a mask. And like I said, I see a feud with Seth Rollins at Hell in a Cell coming Kane's way. All right. Now, during Night of Champions, several... Paul Heyman Walrus promos aired, announcing Brock Lesnar's Go to Hell tour. And it begins on Saturday, October 3rd, the live Madison Square Garden Go to Hell tour, live exclusively on the WWE Network. And folks, boys and girls, WWE fans, I really recommend, if you do not have the WWE Network, you need to subscribe right now because October is going to be a huge month for the WWE. That's right. Uh, October is going to be huge because October 3rd, October 19th, and October 25th all mark 
Brock Lesnar's Go to Hell Tour. And if you're a big fan of Brock Lesnar, I'm a, I'm sort of a fan, so I'm happy about it. I'm a big fan of Lesnar. I like him. So if you're a fan of Lesnar, then you're going to enjoy the WWE Network. So uh, WWE executives, be happy I gave you a plug. <laughs> I don't get plugs for free, by the way. <laughs> Just kidding. But uh, WWE Network has Brock Lesnar's Go to Hell Tour starting on the 3rd with that network exclusive that we're going to do a show on right here on the WWE uh, Zone Radio. October 4th, we'll do a complete recap and review, and maybe we'll do um, a preview show if I know what the matches are going to be. So October 3rd is the Madison Square Garden uh, event on the network. October 19th, Brock Lesnar is going to be on the Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast on the WWE Network. I really love the Stone Cold podcast. It's great. I listened to the Edge and Kristen one recently, and it was great. A great job, Austin, and a great job to the legendary tag team, Edge and Kristen. But I can't wait to see Brock Lesnar on the Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast. I like when I watch the pay-per-views when the WWE announces Stone Cold podcast, and we had Paul Heyman, Edge and Kristen, Triple H, McMahon. But now we're going to have Brock Lesnar on the Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast. Man, that's exciting, right? I can't wait for that. I'm definitely going to watch uh, Paul Heyman, or excuse me, I'm definitely going to watch Brock Lesnar on the Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast. And finally, we've got October 25th, the next pay-per-view for WWE. The main event is Hell in a Cell, Brock Lesnar versus... The Undertaker. Yes, that's right. The main event for next month's pay-per-view is going to be a Hell in a Cell match, round three, between Brock Lesnar and The Undertaker. So that's going to be great. I also think next month of Hell in a Cell, we're going to have Seth Rollins versus Kane inside a cell. So our next uh, pay-per-view preview show is going to be about the gimmick match, Hell in a Cell, and a pay-per-view match, Hell in a Cell. And by the way, the Hell in a Cell was made famous by hardcore legend Mick Foley, Kane, and The Undertaker. Those three made the Hell in a Cell famous. Well, you can also add Triple H to that list as well. So our next pay-per-view preview and review show will be Hell in the Cell and our very first WWE Network exclusive review will be on the Madison Square Garden uh, event. Alright? So that is my Night of Champions recap and review. It was a great pay-per-view. It gets an A- minus and 9 out of 10 stars. Alright? So I'm done recapping, but listeners are encouraged to call in anytime at 1-347-989-8142 to offer your thoughts on Night of Champions. Alright, I think it's time for a intermission. Are you ready for a quick intermission? Coming up next in the second half of the show, we're going to chat WWE. We're going to have a discussion on WWE Raw 
from last night. We're going to pay tribute to Roddy Rowdy Piper and Dusty Rhodes, two Hall of Famers who passed away recently. I'll talk about who should beat Seth Rollins for the belt and much more. So, folks, we're going to hear one song and our infomercials, and we'll be right back after this. Now, the song that I'm going to play on today's show is from our major guest, who's going to be right here on the American Variety Network on Saturday, October 10th, 2015, at 9 p.m. Eastern. This song is from 17-year-old country musician Christy Hoops, and Christy Hoops has won over 30 awards for her country music. So here is a preview of what she's going to bring to the American Variety Network on October 10th. Here is her song, her hit single, her hit single, At Least It's Something. And at least it's a song for you during this intermission. We're back with more of WWE Zone Radio with Part 2 right after this. comes again That's someone sinking in Turn on the lights, turn it back off Swim in the sheets till morning comes Drown in the thought of you when the day is done Here it comes again Oh, no. 
have something you'd like to promote or advertise? Do you want to get some much-needed exposure for your business or your very own Facebook page or even your very own podcast? Well, look no further than Jackie's help and advice for promoting on Facebook. Jackie will help you advertise your goods and help you spread the word. I, Alice Cardinelli, have personally been great friends with Miss Jackie Wilkes, and she has a very kind heart, and she is a very sweet lady, and she will definitely help you grow like she has helped Alice Cardinelli grow. To advertise and promote your business or anything you want to advertise, please like and check out the page, Jackie's Help and Advice for Promoting on Facebook. Would you like to find out when the next episode of the American Variety Network is? Do you want to find out the news and updates for the American Variety Network? Well, all you have to do is go on your computer and log on to the social media sites. The American Variety Network is now on Facebook and Twitter. That's right, you can find the American Variety Network on Facebook and Twitter. Like our fan page on Facebook called American Variety Network. And follow us on Twitter. Our Twitter fan page is at American Network One. Again, our fan page on Facebook is American Variety Network. Hit like. And our fan page on Twitter is at American Network One. And hit follow. Are you enjoying tonight's episode of the American Variety Network? Great! The American Variety Network really appreciates your listening. We also appreciate listener feedback. Please feel free to email us your thoughts and opinions on tonight's show. Our email address is AmericanVarietyNetwork at Comcast.net. That's American Variety Network at Comcast.net. You may also email us with any questions, comments, or concerns you may have about our show. You can also email us to book a guest appearance on the American Variety Network, or you may contact us to become a sponsor of the American Variety Network. American Variety Network at Comcast.net.
Call in and interact with tonight's topic? Well, prove it by calling in live at 1-347-989-8142 to ask questions about tonight's topic or share your thoughts on tonight's topic. Just pick up your phone and dial 1-347-989-8142 and go into a quiet location. Again, that's 1-347-989-8142. Now let's get on with the show. Listening to the American Variety Network, your only place for variety on Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back to WWE Zone Radio, right here on American Variety Network. Today, I, CIA, Alice Cardinelli, have been recapping and reviewing the awesome pay per view that was. WWE Night of Champions. Now, before our intermission, I gave you my exact thoughts and opinions on WWE Night of Champions, and we had an awesome caller. That's right. We had an awesome caller before our intermission. Now, we're getting ready to enter our second half of the show where I'm going to talk about WWE Monday Night Raw from last night and pay tribute to two awesome Hall of Famers who unfortunately passed away earlier this year. We're going to pay tribute to Dusty Rhodes and Roddy, Rowdy, Piper, and we're also going to talk about Hulk Hogan scandal and Jimmy Superfly Snuka finally getting caught for murdering his girlfriend and then we'll finally talk about Seth Rollins and who and how he should lose his WWE World Heavyweight Championship. We'll talk about that right in a few seconds here on the American Variety Network and WWE Zone Radio. But before we do that, I'd like to remind all my live listeners out there that you can call in live at 1-347-989-8142. Again, the number to call in is 1-347-989-8142. And you can call in to continue to share your thoughts about Night of Champions or pay your respects to... Uh, Dusty Rhodes and The Ultimate Warrior and uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper. Or you can call in 
and share your thoughts on WWE Monday Night Raw from last night. I'd love to have some more callers on today's show. So, let's get right into our second part of the show, shall we? Now, I actually did not watch much of Monday Night Raw last night because I thought Raw last night was not as good as it's been the last four weeks. Sting made Raw the last four weeks up until yesterday's Raw much better. I really did not enjoy Raw all that much yesterday. And the only reason I tuned in last night for Monday Night Raw was because that WWE announced that Sting would be kicking off Raw with a major announcement. And I think that WWE did that on purpose to get some viewers. I think they announced purposely that Sting was going to be uh, kicking off Raw with a major announcement because they thought people... They thought they had tricked people into thinking that Sting was going to retire on Raw. I tuned in like a fool and did not see that. I didn't see Sting's major announcement. And actually, thinking back right now, that's actually a very good thing. Because if Sting kicked off Raw with a major announcement, it most likely would have been a retirement by Sting. So that's maybe a good thing. But Raw started with... Uh, Bray Wyatt and the Wyatt family cutting a promo, and Roman Reigns would eventually come out and challenge Bray Wyatt to a one-on-one fight. And uh, eventually Bray Wyatt would back off Luke Harper and Braun Strowman, but they would eventually re-enter the fray and attack Roman Reigns three-on-one. But then Dean Ambrose ran out and helped him out. But Dean Ambrose got beat down three-on-one again. But then Randy Orton would return and even out things. And then Dean Ambrose, Roman Reigns, and Randy Orton would eventually get the upper hand on uh, the Wyatt family. And that's what kick-started Raw this past week. But then when Raw returned after commercial break, Kane, corporate Kane, was in the authority office, and Seth Rollins came in, barging in, did not know Kane was there, and said, we need to handle things. He thought he was talking to Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. He thought he was talking to the authority. But Kane was there. Corporate Kane and Seth Rollins was really shocked to see him. And I was shocked to see the WWE taking a storyline from TNA, Abyss, and Joseph Parker is what Kane is right now. Kane is using Corporate Kane and a Demon Kane. Um, just like Abyss was the demon in TNA, and Abyss was similar to Corporate Kane in TNA. But nonetheless, Kane acted like he did not know what happened at Night of Champions to Seth Rollins in the authority. Um, Paige turned heel on Monday Night Raw last night. I actually saw that. Paige cut a pipe bomb on Monday Night Raw last night. She told... Uh, Charlotte, the only reason that she is Divas Champion right now is because of her father's legacy, Ric Flair, and because of her father. And Charlotte almost attacked Paige for those rather rude remarks that Paige made. And Paige actually made a funny remark. I was laughing so hard last night on Raw when Paige said, Natty, where have you been? Do you still even work here? <laughs> that was kind of funny. I was like, holy shit. Did Paige really say that? But I think her mentor, AJ Lee, really taught Paige well. That was friggin' hilarious. Friggin' 
It was friggin' hilarious. I uh, I uh, really enjoyed that. So Paige turning heel was pretty good. And I only saw the main event after that. After Payne's third heel, I had to change the channel and uh, watch something else. But I came back in time for the main event, and I saw Seth Rollins defending his, uh, I mean, excuse me, I saw the brand new United States champion John Cena defending his United States championship against Seth Rollins. And eventually, John Cena would successfully retain his United States Championship against Seth Rollins. But at the end of the night, Matt Kane, Demon Kane, would return and drag Seth Rollins to the bottom of the ring and to the depths of hell. So I, for one, am very excited to see Kane back in the WWE, but this time back as a Demon Kane. Really, really exciting and I think it's going to have a very good match at Hell in a Cell, inside the cell, hopefully. But we'll have to continue to watch WWE to see how this unfolds. Now, if you are a fan of watching videos on YouTube and you'd like to see Mass Kane attack Seth Rollins on um, Monday Night Raw last night, please check out my YouTube channel, Alex's Adventures. Again, if you want to see... Kane attacks Seth Rollins from last night on Monday Night Raw. Please check out my YouTube channel, Alex's Adventures. Also on my YouTube channel, if you are a Sting fan, I've got plenty of Sting's videos, including Sting's WrestleMania 31 entrance and all four weeks of Sting being on Monday Night Raw for his Night of Champions build-up. That's Alex's Adventures on YouTube, okay? Alright, now, there's a rumor going around that Carlito may return to the WWE. Now, last Tuesday, we talked about Jeff Hardy and Matt Hardy, the Hardy Boys, returning to the WWE, and I thought that that would be a really good idea. I think the Hardys would do good for the WWE. But now, this week's rumor, or this past weekend's rumor, was that the WWE was really interested in Carlito. Now, the WWE wants Carlito for, uh, let's say, for in better terms or in better words, the WWE wants Carlito because they want him to appeal to the Spanish crowd or the Puerto Rican crowd. They want Carlito to... Uh, reach those demographics and um, deliver to them. And I'm a huge fan of Carlito. Uh, I think Carlito should have gotten a bigger push than what he got when he was in the WWE. I think he's a better singles wrestler than he is a tag team wrestler. And I hope that the WWE will bring in Carlito. All right, give him a push. Give him the United States Championship or the Intercontinental Championship and have him wrestle the likes of Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, Ray Wyatt, Kevin Owens, Cesaro, Ryback. Have him wrestle those stars, and he can actually teach him a thing or two because he is 35 years old, so he is almost a veteran in wrestling. But I think Carlito does deserve to be back in the WWE, and hopefully 
the WWE will bring them back, whether it's in tag team wrestling or as a singles competitor. Because right now, the WWE has nobody to uh, to uh, nobody for the Spanish people to look for. They, all they've got is the Lucha Dragons, and uh, they haven't been good. I don't, if I was a Spanish person, I'd be really disappointed if all we had for uh, Spanish wrestlers were the Lucha Dragons. Uh, we all know Rey Mysterio left and Alberto Rio left. So hopefully Carlito will be uh, the wrestler they replace. Um, Del Rio and Mysterio. Okay, now let's get into the sad part of today's wrestling show. Now, over the summer, we lost two wonderful people in this world. Not only are they wonderful people, but they were wonderful wrestlers, wonderful superstars, wonderful entertainers, and wonderful WWE Hall of Famers. This year, we lost Roddy Rowdy Piper on August 3rd, or excuse me, we lost him July 31st, and we also lost Dusty Rhodes. Now, Dusty Rhodes and Roddy Piper really shaped wrestling, I think. I think those two are two of the biggest names in this industry that shaped the 80s and the 90s for wrestling, and we lost them. So, folks, would you please give us a good moment of silence for Roddy Piper and Dusty Rhodes. Please join me in moments of silence as we honor lives of Roddy Piper and Dusty Rhodes. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for participating in that quick moment of silence. So to show my support for the great late Dusty Rhodes and Roddy Piper, I would like to play both of their theme songs right here, right now on today's show. So here is the American Dream Dusty Rhodes theme song one last time on the American Variety Network. American Dream He's just a common man Working hard with his hands He's just a common man Working hard for the man Hey, he's a man 
That's right. He is the American Dream, the son of a plumber, and WWE Hall of Famer Dusty Rhodes. Rest easy, big fella. We certainly miss you, and hopefully we will see you soon. All right, the next song we're going to play is the second Hall of Famer who passed away this year, and that is Rowdy Roddy Piper. So that was two iconic theme songs that we probably will never hear on WWE television again. Now, I'm really sad to say that they passed away this year. These were two Hall of Famers. Now, one of my all-time favorite moments for Roddy Rowdy Piper was on Raw 2005 with his very good uh, TV show on WWE Radio, or excuse me, his very good segment 
on WWE Raw called Piper's Pit. Now, Roddy Piper had Hall of Famer Shawn Michaels as his guest, and I really enjoyed it when Piper called Shawn Michaels a coward, and um, and then Shawn Michaels would super kick him. That has to be my personal all-time favorite Roddy Piper moment because it made uh, Piper elevated Shawn Michaels as a heel, and he did a great job doing that. I think Roddy Piper and Shawn Michaels, without a doubt, are two of the greatest heels of all time. And I think right now, currently, Seth Rollins is the best heel in the WWE, and I think Seth Rollins could eventually become as good as a heel as Shawn Michaels and Roddy Piper. But to me, my all-time personal favorite Roddy Piper moment is that Raw of 2005 on uh, Piper's Pit where Piper had Michaels as a guest and he kept calling him a coward and stuff, and then Michaels super kicked him. That's an all-time favorite moment of mine. But a close second of that would be WrestleMania 21, where Piper had Hall of Famer Stone Cold Steve Austin on Piper's Pit, on a special WrestleMania edition of Piper's Pit. And I remember Roddy Piper slapping Stone Cold in the face, and nobody but nobody does that to Stone Cold Steve Austin. And it was a great interview, and in the end, Carlito came out, and got Stone Cold stunned and attacked by Roddy Piper. And Piper would eventually suffer a Stone Cold stunner as well. So that was pretty good. Now, as far as my favorite moments for Dusty Rhodes, I'd have to say I really enjoyed his match with Randy Orton at Great American Bash in 2007, I believe. And I think that was a great match from uh, Dusty Rhodes. And I think I enjoyed seeing him in 2014. Or, excuse me, I actually think it was 2013 when Dusty Rhodes and Goldust, or excuse me, when Cody Rhodes and Goldust were fighting the Shield for the Tag Team Championships. So I really enjoyed his match with Randy Orton in 2007. And I enjoyed seeing him knock out Dean Ambrose in 2013 when uh, Cody Rhodes and Goldust won and got their jobs back. So that is my tribute to um, Dusty Rhodes and Roddy Piper. You're more than welcome to call in and be a part of this tribute. All right, let's talk about Hulk Hogan and Jimmy Superfly Snuka. Man, this has been a bad year for the WWE press-wise. Why? Well, first, one of the biggest WWE superstars in history, quite possibly the man that created WWE or helped WWE become what it is today, Hulk Hogan uh, has been accused of being a racist after a file of comments that he said in a video years ago were made public by TMZ. Now, in the comments, or in the video, the comments that Hogan stated were very racist, they were very racial, and he was upset. Now, because of this, WWE had no choice but to release Hulk Hogan from contract and fire him. Now, all this speculation and media coverage 
has sort of led to people thinking that the WWE is racist. Now, that is not true. I know that the WWE is not racist, but it does give the WWE a bad look from people who don't like wrestling. You know, one of my enemies, or one of my people that I was friends with, but I no longer am friends with, thinks that this is actually a work by the WWE to get attention by the media. However, that is kind of idiotic and imbecilic to say. Uh, I don't think that this is a work. I mean, the media wouldn't just pick up something on this and make it phony, uh, because I think it really is true. So, Hogan is in deep shit right now. I don't think Hogan will ever be allowed to be a part of the WWE again, unless the WWE accepts his apology. But in the eyes of the media, if they ever did that, uh, the WWE would not have a very good reputation, to say the least. But, who knows? But uh, Hogan pretty much ruined himself. Uh, He loved working with the WWE, but then again, he may not have uh, if he was saying racial slurs like that. I don't care how upset you get. Uh, I don't care uh, what you think of these people. You don't say that on video. I'm not sure if he knew he was being videotaped, but I would never say those racial slurs in public. It's okay to say it at home. It is okay to say it at home because nobody can hear it, just your family. But if you're going in public and saying that, then I have a problem. You shouldn't be saying it in the first place, but don't be doing it in public because you never know who is recording you. But that is one thing the WWE has been dealing with. Now, recently, the FBI have figured out that Snooka had killed his girlfriend, and they found out that he did do it. So he is now on trial again, and he'll probably be spending the rest of his life in prison. So that is just one incredible sort of more damage to the WWE. Now, WWE actually had Snooka wrestle at WrestleMania 25. He's been involved in WWE television a lot over the last couple of years. And now they have to erase him from history if he goes to prison for uh, murdering his girlfriend. Uh, I just really don't know what to say. This has not been WWE's year because we lost Dusty Rhodes, Roddy Rowdy Piper, and now you got the Hulk Hogan scandal, and now you got the uh, Snooperfly Snucka going to be in trial, and he'll probably be uh, going to prison for the rest of however long he lives. I don't think he'll ever. I don't think he will ever be able to. Uh, get out of prison after what he did. So enough of that stuff, because I hate talking about negative stuff here on the show. Now, the last topic I'll talk about for tonight's WWE show, I want to talk about when Seth Rollins should lose the title. Now, when we had Doc Holler, I said that I think Seth Rollins is going to lose the title at Survivor Series. I think uh, Triple H is going to turn on Seth Rollins at Survivor Series, and Sheamus is going to cash in to become the new WWE champion. So when does Seth Rollins lose the title? Well, I will say Survivor Series or TLC 
or the Royal Rumble. I think he's going to lose the title within the next few months. Now, who does Seth Rollins lose the title to? Well, quite possibly uh, Sheamus could cash in after a match. If if, uh, Seth Rollins wins and is worn out, Sheamus could cash in and become the brand new WWE champion. But I'm going to name off some people who should beat Seth Rollins for the title. Kane. Kane has been putting people over for the last 10 years in his career. He has helped younger talent so much, he's put them over. For example, in 2013 and 2014, he put over the Shield. Kane single-handedly put over the Shield at WrestleMania 30. He also put over Daniel Bryan in that tag team. Hell no. And... He put over anyone he ever got in the ring with the last 10 years. So I think Kane is on his retirement tour. So give him one last hurrah. Give him the WWE Championship. Bray Wyatt could become the next WWE Champion. However, this is really unrealistic as I don't see Wyatt in the WWE Championship picture in 2015 and maybe not even the beginning of 2016. If Bray Wyatt is ever in the WWE Championship picture, I think it would be late 2016, like SummerSlam 2016 or later than that. Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns could eventually become the new WWE Champion. It's been speculated that the WWE wants Roman Reigns to be champion before 2015 is over. So Reigns quite possibly could get a WWE championship match at Survivor Series. And with the help of Triple H, Roman Reigns turns heel, wins the title, and joins the authority. Quite frankly, I'd like to see anybody win the WWE championship. I am tired of Seth Rollins as a champion. Love him as a heel, but he sucks as champion. Uh, it's getting stale, getting boring, so I'd love to see anyone as a champion. When do I think Sheamus will cash in? Is Money in the Bank. I think he will do it at Survivor Series or WWE thinks business-wise. Sheamus has a movie called TMT about Ninja Turtles coming out. I think he will cash in his money in the bank and become WWE champion when that movie comes out. Think of the money they'll draw as Sheamus goes to these press releases for TMT as WWE champion. I think he will be champion then. That is when Sheamus will cash in um, the WWE championship. I really think he will be champion then, all right. Now, am I really looking forward to Sheamus becoming uh, champion? I don't know. Uh, I enjoyed Sheamus' run as World Heavyweight Champion 2012 and 2013 as a face. I thought he was a great champion as a face, but the last time he was a heel WWE champion, I really did not. Uh, enjoy it that much. I thought that it was uh, rather mediocre, but we'll see. Sometimes you think you're not going to enjoy something, but you do anyway. So hopefully uh, I will enjoy it at uh, some point. Okay, so 
that is uh, going to be very, very good. All right, folks, tonight's show was very fun. I hope you guys enjoyed today's show as much as I did. WWE fans, I really hope you enjoyed today's show. Now, before I end today's show, I've got a couple of announcements for the American Variety Network that I would like to make. The first announcement is that I'm not going to have any more WWE Zone radio shows for a few weeks because there is no more pay-per-views for a few weeks. My next WWE Zone radio is going to be on the Madison Square Garden WWE Network exclusive, and that's going to be a recap. I might do a preview show, but like I said earlier on the show, if I don't know what matches are going to be besides Brock Lesnar and Big Show and the Dudley Boys versus uh, New Day for the Tag Team Championships, I don't know if I'll be able to do a preview show. But there will be a WWE Zone Radio on the Madison Square Garden exclusive on the WWE Network. And then next month we'll do a WWE Zone Radio episode on a Hell in a Cell 2015 preview and a Hell in a Cell 2015 recap and review. So WWE fans, enjoy the upcoming Monday Night Raws and Thursday Night Smackdowns. And we'll chat wrestling once again in October right here on WWE Zone Radio. Tell your friends and family members and any wrestling fans you know about WWE Zone Radio. Get us some more exposure because we need it. I need it. You need it. So tell your friends about WWE Zone Radio. Okay, the next announcement is for the American Variety Network, and that is this Thursday, September 24, 2015, at 9 p.m. Eastern, a brand new series debuts right here on American Variety Network, and that is a talk show hosted by me, CIA, Alice Cardinelli, and my co-host, one of my new co-hosts, the Texas Ranger, Donovan Barger. And the name of this talk show is The Man Cave. It's a manly talk show where we'll talk about nothing but man stuff, like sports, beer, and more. It's going to be a fun show, so join us for our debut of The Man Cave, live this Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern. And this Saturday, we're going to be doing a music tribute That's right, the American Variety Network is bringing back its wonderful music tribute. And this Saturday, I'm going to do a rap music tribute. Now, I'm not going to bore you to death like another show and give you the history and all this stupid information on the rock bands or the the uh, the music that I'm going to be playing. Because I don't want to bore you to death that way. I want you to be entertained and have fun listening to this music. So you're going to expect two hours of wonderful rap songs from my favorite artist this Saturday at 9 p.m. Eastern. So the American Variety Network is officially back live on the airways of Blog Talk Radio. So please follow us if you are a new listener. 
We are officially back full-time next Monday, September 28th, 2015, at 9 p.m. Eastern with the debut of American Tragedy Hour. And we're going to start by talking about the Station Nightclub Fire in West Warwick, Rhode Island. Tuesday, September 29th, 2015, I have my very first Saltwater Keepers Hour, where we're going to debut the Saltwater Series with my co-host, Salty J. I finally found a Saltwater co-host, and that's going to take place next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. And as announced last Saturday, I am getting into the world of saltwater aquarium keeping. So I am very excited about that, and I finally have a co-host, so that is good news. Wednesday, September 30th, 2015, we are going to um, do primetime baking as my cooking show returns next Wednesday, and we'll talk about cheesecakes. So we've got plenty of shows next week, as well as the Chef Cardinelli Cooking Show returning on Sunday, October 4th, 2015, at 9 p.m. Eastern. So I think it's all my announcements until my next show. Uh, Guys, I want to thank you for tuning in to today's show. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Thank you so much for spending an hour and 43 minutes with me here on the air. I hope you guys really enjoyed tonight's show. Wrestling fans, thank you so much for tuning in. It really is great to uh, broadcast live. I love podcasting and I love wrestling. So I hope you guys enjoyed tonight's show. Well, WWE fans... I hope you enjoyed Night of Champions, and I hope you enjoyed my review of WWE Night of Champions. Thanks for tuning in to tonight's episode of WWE Radio and American Pride Network. CIA, Crazy Italian American, Alex Cardinelli here, and this was an episode of WWE Gold Radio on American Variety Network. Until next time, good night, everyone.